Hello, friends, and welcome to the Potluck Podcast. I am Matt Hensley. I'm joined by J. Allen Murray, and we are missing Jared Cornut, who is enjoying these Independence Day celebration festivities and all of that good stuff. I hope he is having a wonderful barbecue of hamburgers and hot dogs. Right, Jay Allen? Is that what he does? I think that's what he does, isn't it? He barbecues hamburgers and hot dogs. Right? Isn't that You're a terrible thing? person. I am a terrible no, person. You, you know that that's not barbecue. And for Baptist, isn't everyday Independent Day? Independent Day. Is that what I said? I, I meant to say no, Independence. You, you said Independence. But oh. I just had to make that terrible joke. Well, it was terrible. But how are you doing? Doing well have been enjoying the 4th of July Independence Day. It's rained here most of the evening, so no grilling, no cooking out. And it's too hot to make barbecue uh, unless you're cooking at night. I don't want to do that. But I've been enjoying the bounty of many of my church members' gardens uh, this evening. And so I'm I'm doing well. Nice. Well, it is a million degrees here in Texas. Uh, My girls and I just got back from a walk. And uh, normally we walk about two and a half miles. Uh, every evening but man when it goes above 90 degrees I'm like girls let's just walk the block (laughs) so so I'm already dripping in sweat the moment we open the door I'm an avid indoorsman but happy Independence Day Jay Allen I hope you're well sounds like you are well and I'm sure we will talk about that bounty that you feasted upon moments ago but first We have two bits of good news for you. It's kind of, I don't know that we would call it slow news in the SBC world. It's about probably regular news, but it seemed like it was hitting so fast and heavy uh, over the last few weeks leading up to the annual meeting uh, that it does seem a little bit slower now. Uh, But we did find two great stories that are just good, feel good stories in the first is that a Louisiana church has celebrated 35 consecutive Sundays of baptism. And I'm not a superstitious guy. I am a little sort of stitious. I probably wouldn't have them do this article until we had made it to 40 or 50 or 60. Once it finally broke, I wouldn't want to feel like I jinxed it. But nonetheless, we want to celebrate this and talk a little bit about it uh, because this is is really some good news after some kind of not so great news for this church. Right, Alan? Correct. Yeah, there's been some great stuff going on at Trinity Baptist Church in Lake Charles, Louisiana, a church that uh, dealt with lots of difficulties previously uh, from Hurricanes Laura and uh, Delta, but uh, the Lord used them tremendously in their area uh, to help out with disaster relief, which, of course, we talk about that regularly on the potluck here because that's just who we are as Baptists. Uh, we are yellow shirts sharing the gospel, loving our neighbors. Uh, and I, I certainly uh, can relate a lot to the story with where I'm at here at Centerville. Uh, but they were used tremendously there. And it seems like God has used that to be a great witness there in their community and have been baptizing, um, like you say, for 35 weeks in a row and baptized uh 99 people. Their pastor, Steve James, says that his goal each year is for at least 100 people to decide to follow Christ and get baptized. And so he is, uh, he's just gung-ho. I love that attitude of wanting to reach his community. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was uh, reading the article, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, but they've had 125 new converts uh, for this church that, by the way, averages about a 1,400 for worship and uh, that have been baptized collectively every Sunday since October 31st. So going back a little bit, another 53 have professed Jesus as Lord and are awaiting baptism. And the pastor, Steve James, said his goal, as you mentioned, was 100 uh, per year. They're on pace for 197. And uh, so great news coming out of there. James credits the wave of baptisms to the congregation, inviting others to attend worship which many times it leads either to a decision at the service, at a pastor meet and greet after worship, or at an in-home visitation later. And so, you know, yes, that is part of uh, discipleship and making disciples and so forth, is inviting people to worship with you. I love saying things like, hey, we will save a seat for you. You know, there's always like, I don't know where I'm going to sit. I'm not going to know anybody. We will always have a seat for you. And, and that can be a little reassuring to somebody. But we also want to train our folks, in addition to this, to know how to share their faith. And one of the things that, that I do regularly, even when I'm kind of guest preaching, is a very simple approach that I think we've talked about on this show, or at least on Not Another Baptist podcast, uh, where, has anybody told you today that God loves you? And usually the answer is going to be no. Well, let me be the first to tell you that God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son, and then just go right into it. And uh, a very simple gospel presentation. Uh, you can give them a chance to respond, or usually what I do, if you would like to talk more about this, here's my number, here's my email address, or whatever. I'd love to visit with you when we have a little more time. Uh, but yes, invite people to worship. Uh, share the gospel with people as you go, where you go, and look for those opportunities to be a blessing. But I just thought this was neat reading this after my sermon on Sunday. Uh, because I preached on Psalm 85, uh, where you have the sons of Korah are looking back at the past faithfulness of God, how he turned from his anger and all of this sort of things in their past and restored them and cared for them and everything. But then their current circumstances are bleak. But then he looks forward to some future promises. And so it's neat to see at the other side of the difficulties of the hurricane, God's hand really on this church and seeing all of these baptisms and and I know you and I would both rejoice whether it's one or a thousand people getting saved. And uh, so some good news there. Any other uh, thoughts on that one, Jay Allen? Yeah, I just think we can all be encouraged by this. Um, the Lord is faithful, uh, that his word does not return void, that we should just go out, share the gospel and trust God with the results because he's got a way of working. And speaking of... It is never too late to hear the gospel until you breathe your last. And on Baptist Press is another bit of good news that the gospel has changed the life of a 108-year-old. But friends, that's not Jay Allen. <laughs> like He's already been saved. Don't worry about that. Uh, this is a story that they have shared from the International Mission Board, and they're kind of this using this to sort of highlight these new SD cards that they're using to share the gospel. Uh, but at 108 years old, this lady has trusted in Jesus Christ. And uh, by using these Ek Rasta, I probably said that incorrectly, but Ek Rasta SD cards, the name Ek Rasta is translated in English as the way and is based on Acts 24, 14. And the cards that are put together by the IMB 
teams in remote area of South Asia provide the IMB missionaries there with what they describe as a robust gospel presentation. Now, we often think maybe of the gospel presentation being, you know, maybe the Roman Road, the ABC, all of these kinds of uh, things that we're used to. Uh, but this one also has a full audio and print Bible, uh, has some movies, including The Savior, the Jesus film, Magdalena, and 35 Bible lessons presenting and according to the scriptures, gospel and print and audio files with a picture for each lesson, which is why they kind of emphasize this uh, robust gospel presentation, uh, because the listener gets to hear 35 lessons, the full overview of God's word from creation all the way to Jesus's return and new creation. And, uh, and so the missionary there has been spending the last 17 years and got to lead a 108-year-old lady to Jesus. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's tremendous seeing what we can do with technology these days to, to be able to put all that in such a small format and hand it out to people. And, you know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, SD cards, I don't know when exactly they came on the picture, but I, I know that, you know, they're, they're not the, the oldest technology out there that you'd have, you know, a 512 megabyte SD card, and now you can get a terabyte, and we're able to use this technology and get the whole Bible on there in audio and print. Uh, these these Bible doctrines and pass those things out. We've got a, a county over from us, the Baptist Association, their sponsors and missionary who've been passing out um, like QR codes on Bibles in Ukraine. And so I think this is great using technology. And for me, this one hits home uh, because our church and our local Baptist Association have a couple adopted people groups in South Asia. And so if you come to our church on uh, prayer meeting nights, there's a particular prayer group that uh, people group that we've been praying for there in South Asia with some IMB personnel that we know and uh, seeing what God's doing there. There's another group that our association, a different uh, area of South Asia that we've adopted. And so when you're praying for these areas and then you're hearing how God works, uh, it's just a reminder of God's faithfulness, how he hears the prayers of his people, how he uses the, the sent ones of his people and how he's still saving, whether someone is uh, like that, that six-year-old in the last article that we mentioned or this 108-year-old lady in South Asia. Uh, the gospel is still mighty to save. Amen. Well, for our Southern culture topic, I am looking at a picture that you posted in our group chat, and I'm going to give a shot at naming each of these foods. And, and you're just going to say I was correct or I was wrong. And uh, I'm going to say fried green tomatoes. You got that. Okay. Uh, is that fried chicken? Next, that time? is correct. Okay. Yep. Um, fried squash. Three for three. Now this clump of corn and okra and black-eyed peas. I'm going to assume has a certain name. Uh, it's or is it just, just corn and okra. Corn and there's, okra. There's no black-eyed peas there. It's just corn and okra. Okay. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that a yes. Now this this one at the bottom, bro, it looks nasty. But is that turnips? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not turnips. That's uh, stewed squash and onions. Uh, so yeah. you 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 almost got all of it. You just almost. missed the one 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 dish there. But it's they're patty pan squash, which are a white squash, and so most folks are used to seeing yellow squash, not white ones. And so I can see the confusion there where that could come in. Okay, well, I'm going to say it's fried. 
So I would probably do what I do with a onion ring and I'll eat the batter off of your tomatoes and leave the tomatoes for the dogs. And then the chicken, chicken looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that okra thing, that's going to have to go. And that slop at the bottom, that's got to go too. But I am intrigued to ask, above that, the zero sugar Dr. Pepper, uh, is that the cherry or is that just regular uh, Dr. Pepper zero sugar? It's the one with cherry. Okay. Uh, I've never tried them until today. And what I, do you think? I enjoyed it tremendously. It's good. It's very good. It was. Well, I, so I've been you- looking for the... Dark berry, Dr. Pepper. I haven't been able to find it anywhere. That's one that I've been wanting to try that I've heard about, but haven't haven't come across it yet in my journeys through southeastern North Carolina. <laughs> well, that is that's one of my favorite little zero sugar Dr. Peppers that I, I drink is the uh, cherry. Also like the cream soda. That's one of the best cream sodas I think I've had is the diet or the zero sugar cream soda. But for us, we had, and I was corrected, it was not hot dog enchiladas. That's what I thought it was. And when I describe this to you, I think you're going to agree with me and not my family. They called it hot dog casserole. But here's what it was. A hot dog weenie wrapped in a tortilla, covered in chili, covered in shredded cheese, and baked. Is that a hot dog casserole or hot dog enchilada? So. Besides sounding like depravity, I'd say that's an enchilada. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, 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 it sounds delicious. like an enchilada. It was delicious. Do you know what I topped it with? You're going to love this. Uh, copious amounts of sriracha. Well, yes. So you're technically right. But before that, mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> mac and cheese is a vegetable, <laughs> not a condiment. <laughs> At least in the South. Uh, that was our Independence Day. Uh, that's your heart. That's, that's all I can say to that. <laughs> oh, and I put some flaming Hot Cheetos. So <laughs> why not? At that point, you know, I needed a little crunch. Uh, but man, happy Independence hey, you know, Day. What, what What's your favorite dish for Independence Day? You know, I, I just love cooking something on the grill. I know you joked about um, hamburgers and hot dogs being, a, a, uh, being barbecue, but nobody says Whataburger is a, a barbecue restaurant. So... We do have um, I, I just, I, I do, I love throwing stuff on the grill. If it had not been raining and my grill was not um, basically cooked all the way through, um, I desperately need a new charcoal grill. Mine has given up the ghost, and so I've not been able to grill in about a month and a half or two months. That's, I love throwing fresh, fresh vegetables on the grill or some chicken. That's why you need my grill. My grill is an all-weather grill. As long as you have electricity, George Foreman will work. No, 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 no. <laughs> Terrible idea. Okay, so if you had to, if you had to cook your meal on either a George Foreman or a pellet stove, fasting is not an option. Which one are you choosing? Um, I'm, I'm probably going to have to choose the pellet grill over a George Foreman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've owned a George Foreman, and they're great for, you know, like grilling chicken for salads or, you know, waking up to the smell of bacon. But I, it's just, it's it's a couple Teflon pans with grooves in it that plug into the wall. That's, that's basically all it is. 
Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so we'll send us out and we hope y'all all have a happy Independence Day. Send us out, Jay Allen. Well, friends, we are so glad that you joined us again today at the Potluck. We hope that you've had your fill, that you've had your full, that you've dumped some tea in the harbor, and that you'll join us again next week for the same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.